For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay. Talk Recorded live. And this is Ask the Libertarians, a program designed to answer questions about today's and yesterday's news with libertarian viewpoints and opinions. Today's moderators are Charlotte Braden, John Holgate, and Dusty Baker. The opinions expressed are solely those of our moderators, and while they may share their opinions with the Libertarian Party, we do not speak for the party. Beginning our discussion today, here's Charlotte Braden. Hello, Dusty and John. Hello. Hi, Charlotte. We're going to start off today's topic with something that's near and dear to probably all of our hearts, and that is property rights and various different aspects of that is how it might hit the road with respect to uh, the government and individuals and even the government and groups. So property rights it is, and this was a requested topic. And so we'll start off with that. We'll start off with something that's um, a little bit uh, more obvious, I think. Well, not more obvious, but it's been in the news around, and that's the Keystone Pipeline. And the Keystone Pipeline is being built. Some people like it, some people hate it, but part of it being built is through the right of eminent domain, and the government is is taking property from people and theoretically compensating them and uh, giving that property to the Keystone Pipeline people who are then building the pipeline on it. How does that fit with the libertarian philosophy and understanding of property rights. Well, I mean, my my take is is it's always wrong to force people out of their property. You know, that's you know, it's it's an initiation of force in in a, in some form. And um, the least that the government should be able to do is offer to buy that property at a um, you know what the market would bear, you know, the price that the market would bear for that. For that property, and if they can ma- manage to effect a voluntary exchange for that, then th- then they wouldn't be, um, you know, violating the the libertarian principle of of uh, you know non-aggression. But in this case, uh, by doing that, by you know, they're basically sending the signal that uh, the needs of the group outweigh the individual. And of course, the more you do that to individuals, you're not going to have much of a group left. At that point, so uh, it's a principle that that uh, libertarians hold dear because you know without the individual there is no society. Yeah, you have a good point there. Uh, now, when you're speaking specifically about the Trans Canada Pipeline, uh, it is actively seizing people's property to build Keystone, even though Keystone is not becoming a reality by presidential fiat. And people are losing their property, and they're not getting the the current uh, value for that property. Right. And, uh, again, uh, just as John said, it is not a libertarian principle to seize things or to force people off their land. And uh, this type of activity can even be seen at the municipal level. Uh, five years ago, there was a gentleman 
who had a break shop on a corner. He owned the property, and the city of Phoenix tried to come in and take it away from him because they wanted to build a strip mall. So they wanted to have a strip mall built there so they could get the tax revenue. Now, this is looking very much like that, whereas the uh, person is losing their property because the government wants their money out of the taxes. Right. So, yes, I'm, I'm absolutely dead against it. And uh, the eminent domain is not, uh, it does not apply to this at all. It, uh, it, it should not be used. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the, the conservatives have been dead silent on this issue. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a problem that uh, I think has uh, split people within the conservative ranks because, you know, they, they do want to see, um, you know, businesses, business succeeds, you know, they want, they want the oil to keep flowing. So, because it is an integral part of our economy. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's, there, there are private property owners along the, along the path and, uh, those are also people who have uh, put their trust, more, I would say, more on the side of the Republicans and the Democrats because Democrats seem to be more um, uh, loose about, uh, you know, the idea of taking someone's property in order to achieve some kind of public good out of it. Um, so I can understand, you know, the, the silence there and, you know, what side do we take and, there's probably, you know, among the politicians, there's probably some deal making there, you know, in which, uh, you know, somebody's trying to get favors and maybe they're willing to compromise on a principle in order to make something happen that will, you know, benefit their career or benefit constituents of theirs. So there's a lot of, you know, probably a lot of com uh, complex uh, situations going on there, but the it does not negate the fact that somebody's rights are being violated in the process of um, of putting that pipeline through. And uh, you know, there's, it's it's like, okay, you know, uh, we give them an inch. Uh, how much more? Uh, how much more are we going to give them? Because they they keep wanting to take and take and take. But um, at some point, that that's going to have to come back on them. And I don't think that, uh, you know, exercising them in a domain for the long term is really uh, beneficial to the, uh, you know, to a, to a functioning free society. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a that there is a libertarian free enterprise solution to this. Had they thought about this before, and it would have been fair to not only the property owners but to the government and also to the folks trying to build the line. And that is, why didn't they lease? that property from the individuals rather than take it. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting point. You know, could they have leased it? Yeah. Um, You're still maintaining your property uh, taxes and the government's still getting that. And yeah. uh, so the taxes could be offset by the cost of the lease. I mean, what happened? Do you want my opinion? Absolutely. <laughs> Please, huh. I don't. I don't have any proof on it, but my opinion as to why that didn't happen is because uh, that's expensive, much more expensive than buying uh, the government, the use of government force to steal essentially land from somebody else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I hate like, to be that cynical kind of, about it, but yeah, 
you, you you get it done in one fell swoop. You know, you don't have ongoing payments, you know, except for taxes to the government, whatever, whatever well, fees they're paying to the government. Walt Disney ran into an interesting problem when he tried to build, uh, you know, uh, Disney World down here in Florida in the Orlando area. And that was, and he knew, the moment he began, and word got out that he began buying land, the prices of land would go way up. Yeah. And I understand that sort of thinking of wanting to try and uh, mitigate that, because to some degree that's sort of unfair to the developer, even though it's not technically unfair. It's certainly a, a bad side effect of, of the pure free market solution. On the other hand, he managed to do it. He certainly bought many thousands of acres he, um, and pulled it off. So I, I tend to think that it's, it's sort of a lazy way out to steal the land and then give people some money and say, yes, but I'm in a domain, and so therefore, here's some money, go away. I think that's sort of the, the lazy way out to do it. And, and yeah, it, it's, it's, it always it's a, is a violation, even if I give you way more than your land is worth. Is it is it a, uh, also that, that maybe among people in the in the local area that there's a there's a perception that um, getting this land for this use uh, is is viewed as a as something good and necessary, so people are willing to overlook or or not uh, not raise objections to the you know the, the violation of rights aspect of it. No, that's yeah. why I, I, yeah, so that, that's why everybody who is involved with uh, with the lease is going to get a certain percentage of the profits from the oil company. Let the oil company handle that, and at that point, it's a cost of doing business and therefore a tax deduction too. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, didn't didn't Sarah Palin uh, pull something like that off for uh, for the people of Alaska when mm-hmm, she was yeah. governor? She she managed to get the oil companies to pay. Some, I don't know if it was a lease or or a royalty. Or they're they're paying them something for the use of the land to to uh, um, put pipelines there through through the state. Indeed, yes, she did. And 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 she had to fight the oil companies. I think she fought them in court for that. Right, and, 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 and won. They didn't like it. They could take their oil leases and and go somewhere else with them. And they didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that crazy Sarah. <laughs> All right, so I think we have a good starting of foundation. Now, let me ask you another question, throw it out here on the table. Yeah. Is It turns out, now I know you people are unaware of this, but I'm actually exceptionally rich, and I built a nuclear reactor in my backyard. Uh, I bet you didn't know that, but I did. Neither I built neighbors, this nuclear obviously. reactor. What's that? Neither do your neighbors, obviously. They didn't know, but they're finding out now um, because every now and then I let off huge plumes of steam. <laughs> and then they've, they've started to be a little bit concerned about what might be in that steam other than just water. And so far it's always been just water, uh, but they've called in their own experts and they've looked over the fence and they've said, sure enough, that thing's a nuclear reactor. And in fact, it looks pretty rickety and it could be a problem at any moment. Um, so far it hasn't been a problem, but... What rights do people sitting on the other side of the fence looking at a possible disaster? I mean, this is a obnoxious sort of example, of course. There are many milder examples. But looking at a possible disaster that could hurt them and damage them or their property have, while I am 
just, you know, minding my own business, doing my own stuff, but apparently perhaps not uh, being the smartest about it. And uh, I would like to be the guy who wrote the CCRs for that property. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I... Uh, yeah, I mean, that that, that raises a, a very uh, interesting point because uh, it's not like the steam is going to rise in a perfect line straight up into the heavens from your property, not ever venturing out over the property lines into the neighbor's territory. So, um, yeah, that 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 is a uh, that is an interesting problem. Um, if there is anything the neighbors can do to make use of that uh, that stuff, which I you know I tend to doubt, but if there is something of value for them there, then maybe they, maybe there's room for some kind of negotiation. I I don't know uh, how how we would go about solving that, but it is an encroachment on other people's property, and that's that's uh, that's something that that you know needs to be needs to be looked at and, and solved, Hope, you know, preferably you know, in a libertarian manner through negotiation agreement and, um, um, you know, and consent. Right. Now, let's, let's look at that from a point of view where there is no physical encroachment on their property, but what about the view? What value does the view have? And that has come up in court many, many times over people. Oh, I'm sure that has. I mean, I I grew up in a beach town. I I know all about the, you know, obstructing views. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how how would you mitigate that? Hmm. Mr. Property. And do you have the right? You know, just because you bought a piece of property that had a certain view and I just happen to be between you and that piece of property, and I do, in fact, want to erect a giant Tinker Toy set that looks like Godzilla, what right do you have to tell me I can't do that just because you got a pretty view? Uh, well, the thing is, do you have ownership rights to that view? I would think not. I would okay. think not there was no, no implied contract between the view and and some person who happens to be on the other side of me. I I didn't yeah. I didn't write anything that said that I wasn't going to build something 200 feet high. Right. No, that is unless you have CCRs or other agreements that uh, come along with the property. But assuming at this point that you do not have any CCRs or no restrictions at all and yeah. you can do whatever the heck you want, and it's up to the neighbors to keep you in court until you're broke. Yeah, well, right you know, if you, if you take if you take the, the view away, now the view may have been a selling point, you know, between the seller and buyer of that property, but it's not, there's no, uh, as far as I know, there's no agreement between neighbors about how, how they're going to treat the view. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think it's a pretty fair game, and and uh, uh, I don't I don't see what you know if if the uh, the person complaining about their view going away has really much of a leg to stand on. You know he That's didn't true. he didn't buy the view; he bought the property. 
Yes, yeah. and I think okay. that the whole thing would boil down to very simply uh, who has the best attorney. Yeah, yeah. Certainly that's true. And that's, that's, that's true. Justice. That's true, and and the uh, you know, attorney and who, who gets the right judge in court, you know, that's that's all going to shake out that way. But I think I think you know, in terms of the libertarian viewpoint, I think it's a very neutral. I think I think we would take a neutral stand on that case, mm-hmm. and let the people in that courtroom or in in that conflict resolution meeting room resolve that issue amongst themselves. Right. It is and, a it is a uh, an issue of personal responsibility. No, I I I don't see that. Really. I mean, and, and when you say personal, I mean, in what context do you mean? What? Okay, it's a personal responsibility, number one, to try to do what you can to mitigate the situation because... Well, yeah, yeah, of if, course. If you, if you create a situation, then it's up to you to mitigate it, and by erecting that, uh, that nice big uh, edifice that looks like uh, Godzilla, you're disturbing the peace. And uh, All right, above, let me be more reasonable. Let me be more reasonable. I'm going to build a hospital for children with cancer. Okay. Okay, then you're going to have to bring zoning into it, too, because that's not going to happen in a residential area. Well, you know, actually, it's funny you said that, because that's only almost always true. But I probably would have had trouble with the 200-foot Godzilla zoning in most places as well. <laughs> um, but, well, so, I mean, I'm just saying, I don't, we shouldn't be fixated on on the specific of the Godzilla. I mean, that's how it looks to somebody no. else. No, but no, it could but, have been know, we're, something as... We're looking at the edifice that, that is disturbing the peace, and it is uh, all of our obligations to mitigate the disturbing of the peace. It doesn't matter what our rights are. The first thing we should do is look at a way that we can make it good for everybody. Well, if I was Charles's neighbor, then I would, um, you know, I would, I would want the rights to sell tickets for people to uh, go in and pet Godzilla. Ah, there you go. You know, and maybe we could do a deal. Yeah, or or sell or sell official pictures. You know, you know, have people pose next to it. You know, um, I, you know, I, I would try. Probably try to find some way, yeah. Because in, in a sense, you know, it, it could be it could become an important landmark in the neighborhood, which, uh, um, in in one sense, could be you know economically very beneficial to the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Maybe All not. Right. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> Are you yeah, sure? Just, he's he's stretching there. <laughs> I'm stretching. I'm trying to find something positive about this thing, you know. Well, <laughs> I, I don't see much positive. No, I I really don't either. Other than than, than trying to mitigate the, the 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 problems that it is causing, and doing what you can to be a good neighbor. But uh, free enterprise certainly jumps into the middle of it too uh, by yeah. uh, well, allowing yeah. people to park property wanted, for a fee. You could you could you could very quickly muddle muddle the rights issue by building a. A large American flag. Now it's a political statement, and then you'd make uh, a bunch of other people mad. Yeah, but that's okay. I have my First Amendment right, and forget your property rights argument. I have my First Amendment right. But uh, it gets ugly pretty quick there. We get into a vicious circle. Yeah, and I yeah, think part of what you said, Dusty, that that I agree with, but I also only only sort of agree with, is that um, that concept of of uh, maintaining the peace or keeping the peace and that sort of thing 
I believe that's correct. That is the right thing to do. I just don't know if that, unfortunately, if that applies as some sort of dictum from the libertarian philosophy. I think that it doesn't. Isn't the case that, that uh, you know, um, you, know you, you, you don't have a right to not be offended by something, you know? Because um, in a sense, you're putting up a, you're putting up a structure that um, doesn't really cause any um, direct harm to the other neighbors. It's simply an eyesore. And um, now if it, it affects property values in an area, which I, I, I tend to doubt that that would happen because property values tend to go up and up all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, people doing things that, that might uh, annoy other people, but, but it isn't intended as a way to... Uh, harm them, you know, either physically or financially or uh, through any other way. You've, you've just, crossed a horrible, you, you used a horrible word with law. That's yeah, the word intent. Yeah. The moment you use that word intent, you are now mind reading. Right. And you're um, also changing somebody the rules of the game by bringing it? the law into it. Yeah. You're, you're, it, you're yeah. changing the rules of the game as soon as you mention an attorney or the law. So, you know, that, yeah. then, at that point it becomes an assault. But you know, if we look at it uh, as I as I began uh, to express as a personal responsibility, you take personal responsibility for your actions, and you are ready to accept whatever happens, what, unintended or intended uh, consequences. You are ready to to take that up and defend yourself, or be a part of the neighborhood. And that's what the libertarians are, are, are preaching. You know, be responsible for your own actions. If you don't like what happens, then you shouldn't have done it to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I guess, but I, I don't quite see how that applies. So let's let's look at the at the example of I, I've got a piece of property and I and I want to build, uh, you know, uh, who cares? I want to build a factory there. The factory doesn't make any noise. It doesn't have horrible pollution or anything. I'm just building widgets there and selling widgets. And it's next door to a beautiful field of flowers, and people say, "Oh, that sucks! You're screwing up my view." I mean, I didn't intend to hurt anybody, and I also don't give a damn how you feel about it. Mm-hmm. And so, my it, it, sure, I'm libertarian to the perspective where I'm willing to tell you I don't give a damn, and that's I think where it sort of sort of rankles a lot of people because, frankly, I have the right to not give a damn and do what I want with my property as long as I'm not hurting anybody else. And some people look at that and go, but that's not being a good neighbor. And, yeah, you're right. It's not. But and you, and you right are hurting you don't, you don't, you in a sense, you don't owe anybody the, uh, you know, the uh, um, status of being a good neighbor, and, um, depending on what their, what that definition is, how you define it. Like, Okay, so if you're going to go around right. mugging your neighbors, that's that's a different kind of bad neighbor that that does need to be dealt with because that you know that that crosses the line. But if you were building a factory um, next to a flower field, and people, you know, I know the environmentalists have this uh, term called visual pollution. Uh, you're visually polluting the uh, you know the local area there. Um, well, I, I take offense to that. I'm an environmentalist, sir. 
Okay, well, fine. <laughs> so it's a non-polluting <laughs> factory, but no matter what you're doing, if someone doesn't like it, you are bringing harm to them in one way or another, whether it be physical or emotional. What are you? What are you harming? That's, okay. that's good thought. I like that. What are you harming? Let's let's discuss it. What what if you're harming someone's uh, sense of aesthetics? I'm sorry. That that doesn't that doesn't I, to me that doesn't that doesn't wash as a legitimate harm. That's emotional um, harm, and that can be proven in court. That can be proven in court. Yes, absolutely. Oh, if someone God. is stricken by emotional harm, they can get a psychiatrist to come in there and say that this factory has disturbed you to no end, and it is causing you physical problems as a manifestation. It has uh, happened before. It sounds. Oh, I know like that. I know stuff like that happens all the time, but I I think. You know, I think I think people tend to um, magnify those problems through their own, um, you know, through their own reactions to it. Oh, of and, course they do, and they are going to. Yeah. But there's two questions to it. There's two questions to it. One, okay, if it happened and somebody's emotionally, mentally harmed or whatever, no matter how insanely delicate that person has to be for that to be true, um, is that a, a natural responsibility? that the person who built that emotionally uh, damaging edifice has to deal with. I believe that they do have to, and, um, and, and here's why. Because it's going to end up in court, there's going to be a lawsuit, and that is one of those unintended consequences you have to be ready to, to shoulder should it happen based on your own, uh, your own decisions. Okay, but forget the, the court thing. Because we're talking about philosophy, and what's that got to do with courts? Okay. Assuming no. that there's some sort of universal justice in the world, and at the end of the universe, we all get to turn in our chips, and somebody tells us how it was right or wrong. Was it wrong for me to say, you know, I don't care if you're allergic to the color blue. I painted my building blue, and too bad. You know, you live three blocks away. You move. If it's your problem, why do I have to move? Why do I have to repaint my building? And your point is? No, my point is, is just because you're delicate and in some way are harmed by something that would reasonably not harm anybody else, what's mm -hmm. that to me? Why do I have to uh, deal with your problem? Right. 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 Exactly. That's, that's, exactly. That's and and just, just because someone is offended doesn't mean they're right. But, right. That's correct. But we started off this particular line of questioning was that person was harmed emotionally by whatever it was they built or did. You know, I built this giant middle finger or something like that, and they were harmed in some way. So well, but why is that my bad? fault or my problem? It might be my fault, but why is it my problem? And do well, you feel bad? No, I love my big middle finger. What kind of person are you then? A bad person. You sure are. And you okay. shouldn't be allowed to live in the neighborhood. Sell your house and move immediately. <laughs> well, I had no idea you're such a liberal. <laughs> Tough. Your neighbors are going to burn your house down. They probably will. That, then, then, then right your out of the condition. Yeah, well, that's the unintended circumstance. Yeah. You know, the, that's the unintended circumstance. You, if you're an asshole to your neighbors, sooner or later they're going to start doing things and burn your house down, and that's the unintended consequence. Well, well, when you say being an asshole, what, in what form are you talking about? You know, if you're, if, if, if you're, so you're not, not, not being sensitive to their, to their wishes, 
uh-huh. that's one thing. But if you know, but but the neighbors, you know, taking it to the point where they're going to burn down your house, that's that's initiating aggression. That's true. That's true. And it's your well, own he didn't say the N word too. <laughs> now, 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 you have a right to be an asshole, you know. Yeah. And I have a right to burn um, your house down. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because you, 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 no, you, you don't. my property value. No, no. no. You, oh, you, if if you can prove that your property value has been damaged, and then maybe, then then you, you then you can prove some kind of material damage. But yeah, but we're you, keeping the uh, we're keeping law out of this now. Remember. Right. We're supposed to keep law out of this, but see, being an asshole by itself is not a violation of, of other people's rights. No, I didn't Being, say it was a violation of the rights. I just said it's enough to get your neighbors mad at you. And enough well, yeah, yeah, you might get you might shame. get them mad at you, you yeah. know, but you know, I could say I could say any number of things that, that would be considered protected speech. Okay, now we're back to legal again. But the thing is I could I could say something, you know, along the lines of uh, you know, or, or you know, like I, I like this kind of music, and everybody else hates it, and they get mad at me for liking it. Well, you know, tough. You are know, you thrusting it on them. What's that? Are you thrusting that music on them, or no? No, I would. I wouldn't necessarily thrust it on them, but you know, if they happen to walk by my house, or if they they came over to borrow something, and I had the music playing, and they got mad that they were hearing it. You know, that's, you know, if they, and, and they want to have a bad opinion on me because I play that kind of music. Um, I have not violated any, I, I haven't committed any transgression against them. They're just reacting to something that's in my personal orbit. No, that's true. That's true. And so, and so they have no right, they have no, no business or no justification for, for burning my house down because of you know through through that rationale, they have not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that that is their justification. I'm saying that if you are doing something that is harming someone else, not just offending them but harming them. Okay, but then we have to get really understand what is the real harm and is it a, is it legitimately claimed? And okay, I know we're bringing law into it, but eventually it comes back to law. But you know, it's it's like. You know, say I wear a color that you don't like. Okay, did I harm you by wearing it? Oh heavens no! You're just offending me, and I don't care. You know, I, I will okay. not like it, but there's nothing I can do about it because there's nothing okay. I should do. Okay. Okay. So, so it has nothing I mean, to do with I know the color. That... We're, we're, we're talking about damage. We're not talking about insulting someone's opinion. We're right. talking about physical right. damage or damage to a uh, to the property value. But, but there has to be there has to be a line drawn between where, you know, where does where does like offense become harm, and and uh, um, you know that's I think that's that's the line and and I think it's often blurred, you know, between people because uh, they they may they may take an offense and believe that it's an actual harm when it isn't. Okay. Well, if, if they believe it's Gentlemen. a harm to them, then therefore it's a harm. It is harming. Gentlemen, time is over. Did we over. get to the end? We're, we did. I know. And we're, yeah. we're clearly nowhere near done with this issue. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. So so we're going to have uh, part two in the next uh, bat time? I don't know. We may have to go into sudden death overtime, but nonetheless... Dusty, you're going to get the last word. Take us out of here. 
Okay, okay, I'm going to put my bag of troll food away here and say this has been Astrolibertarian, <laughs> recorded live each Tuesday afternoon and posted as soon as completed. Comments and questions are welcomed on Facebook and by email at askthelibertarians at gmail.com. For Charles Braden and John Holgate, this is Dusty Baker for Ask the Libertarians.